One of the things I've always been amazed with in this gospel story is that notice the man himself did not Guess who forgot to turn his phone off before mass? Sorry about that. Oh wait, this is important. I better take it. Hello? Hi, Jesus. How are you? Yes. Yeah, thank you. How's your mom doing? Good? Okay, tell her I love her. Uh, thank you for getting back to me. I appreciate it. You know, the prayers that I brought you today for the three parishioners who asked me to pray for them. Uh, you have answers for me to give them? Uh-huh. Okay, first there was the man who told me that yeah, he's been praying for years to win the lottery and he never wins the lottery and he wants to know, are you ever going to allow him to win the lottery? Uh-huh. Okay, tell him before he can win the lottery, he's got to buy a ticket. Okay. <laughs> Okay, good, I can tell him that. All right, that makes sense. Secondly, there's the lady who told me her son is gonna be a senior in high school this year and she's really worried about his grades. You know, he wants to get it, she wants him to get into a good high school and you know, she's just not sure if he's gonna get in. What can I tell her? Her son should have worried more about that instead of playing sports and video games all the time. Okay, and most importantly, how about the lady who, uh, told me that she's scared because she was diagnosed with cancer and she needs to have surgery to have it removed and you know, she wants to know if you'll cure her. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you will cure her, but through the skills of the doctors and not by a miraculous thing. Okay, that makes sense. I can tell her that. I think that'll comfort her. All right, thanks. I'll call you again tomorrow with the other requests that people have, okay? What's that? I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice and easy if that's all we had to do to hear from God? Is just call him and say, you know, Lord, get back to me. And yet, you know what? Sometimes I think people expect that that's what we need to have in order for us to hear from God. You hear a lot of people saying that, you know, oh, God never answers my prayers. Well, that's not true. God answers every prayer. The problem is sometimes the answer is no, and we don't want to hear no. Can we be, uh, accept God saying, no, I will not give you that? Or does everything always have to be, yes, I'll give you what you're looking for? But God does reach out to us, and he speaks to us probably a hundred times every day. And I've had so many times over the years people telling me about how the Lord spoke to them in their heart, through somebody else, in a way that maybe you wouldn't notice offhand. You know, somebody else watching wouldn't say, aha, God just spoke to that person. But the person themselves knows that that's what happened. Let me just tell you two stories from my own life about that, how two times that I remember clearly that God answered a prayer for me. Once I remember many years ago, I was working with a pastor and he came up with the policy that we were supposed to all abide by, you know, with the parish. And I just didn't like it. I didn't think it was appropriate for the people, for the, how the, the way to go about the gospel and everything. I really felt this was wrong. And I mentioned it to him and he says, no, I'm sorry. He says, I'm the pastor and that's the way it's going to be. So I remember praying, saying I was having really internal struggles over this because I felt like I was being made to participate in something I didn't agree with, that I didn't think was the right way to go about ministry. And I prayed about it and prayed about it. I said, Lord, should I continue to fight him on this? Or should I just accept it and go on and just do what he asks? 
And I remember in the midst of praying about all this, one morning we were at the daily mass and the lector was doing the reading and it seemed in the middle of the reading, like one line she got to all of a sudden sounded about 10 times louder than everything else she had been saying. And she said, make every effort to maintain the peace which has the spirit as its origin and unity as its binding force. And I listened to that and I said, okay, Lord, I got it loud and clear. All right, you want me just to cooperate with the pastor? And I realized that, you know, someday I'll be a pastor, and if I set a rule, I won't want my parochial vicars, you know, fighting with me and working behind my back. I want them to go along with it, even if they don't like it. So one little situation such as that, I clearly say God spoke to me that day. But one that was far more serious was when I was in college and started first discerning that God might be calling me to the priesthood. And now I had grown up around priests. Priests had done wonderful things for me when I was a boy. And so the thought of being a priest, on the one hand, was a wonderful thought because I thought, gee, to be able to do for other people what Father did for me when I was younger, wow, that was a wonderful thought. At the same time, of course, I was frightened by the thought of it, saying, you know, who am I? I don't have the skills to do what Father does. Thankfully, when I spoke with my chaplain in college, he reassured me that God would never call us to do something and then not give us the skills to carry it out. So he goes, so if God wants you to be a priest, don't worry, you'll be able to do the job. So it was easing that. But of course, the Catholic priesthood, you know, one of the things you realize right away, if you're going to be a priest, we have to give up the dream of marriage and having children. And of course, for me, that was a real hard one. And looking at it all, you know, I mean, I grew up in a wonderful family. My parents were still very much in love with each other, and my family was the foundation of my stability and my faith. But when I really looked through all the different levels of it, I realized the hardest thing of all for me to give up was my own son. I had seen little Andrew Jr. from when I was this big, and that was gonna be my dream. We were going to be a father-son team extraordinaire. And I realized if I accepted the call to the priesthood, I'd never have a son of my own. And of course, that was a conflict there. Well, I started doing what people always do whenever you have to make a choice between two different things, and that is make a list and see the, the pluses and minuses of each one and measure them out, weigh them out. And of course, they always came out the same because we're not talking about good versus evil, one beautiful sacrament versus another beautiful sacrament. So they were equally as attractive things as you know, as, in, as challenges in both being the thought of being married and the thought of becoming a priest. So I was always the type of person that tried to have things his own way. You know, that or shall I say, if I didn't have to make a choice, I would avoid the choice. So let's say I went shopping and I saw a shirt I liked and I saw it in red and I saw it in blue and I didn't know which one I liked better. Well, I just bought them both, you know, why not? Why make the choice? So I was trying to find a way of having both. And I remember thinking, well, how can I be a priest and still have a son? I said, well, you know, maybe I'll get married and I'll have a priest and then I'll have a son and then I'll get lucky and my wife will die young and then I can become a priest. <laughs> and that's about what I said to myself in my mind the minute I first thought those, you fool. <laughs> A wife is not a means to get a child. You fall in love with a woman, she's supposed to be your everything for the rest of your life, and your love of your children is supposed to come from your love for your wife. So I realized right away what I was trying to do. I said, okay, Lord, I realize I'm trying to have both, and I can't have both. I gotta make a choice somehow, and I couldn't choose. So finally, one day I said to him, all right, Lord, 
I give up trying to choose on my own. Here, pick a card, any card. I said, you tell me which one you want. You want me to be a priest, I'll be a priest. You want me to get married, I'll get married. And I remember as I prayed the Lord's Prayer, I started just bowing my head at thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And from that moment on, I never thought of anything but the priesthood. I knew from that moment that God wanted me to be a priest. And I realized afterwards that was God answering my prayer. And then, of course, I still had the one little problem of my son. All right, well, I'll be a priest. I know that's what you want, Lord. But how am I going to give up this dream of my son? And one day I was praying, and I just found myself saying, well, Father, you gave up your son for me. I'll give up mine for you. Amen. And it worked. It was enough for me to be able to move on from there. And 31 years after ordination, here I am still very happy and still loving the young people I work with. In many ways, they're like the children I didn't father, but I spiritually father in being a guide to them. So God does answer our prayers, but not always with big, bold voices yelling down from heaven. I'm sure if we look in our hearts, all of us will find moments that we can say, you know what, God did answer my prayer. And if we can tune into it, we might realize that God is reaching out to us maybe a hundred times every day in the simplest of things, something somebody else will say to us, something we read somewhere, a little voice that comes to us in our mind, in our heart. But we need to be open to the voice of the Lord. I think lots of times because we don't know what to expect, we don't hear the voice of the Lord when he's speaking to us. So maybe like the deaf man, in the gospel reading today, Jesus has to do for us what he did to him. Say over us, Ephata, be opened. Allow our ears to be open to his word so that once we hear his word and his answers to us and his will in our life, then we can speak of Christ boldly because we will know what he has done for us and we will be proudly bearing witness to Christ throughout the world. And so today, maybe we can all ask ourselves just to say, Lord, open my ears as we heard in our you know, opening hymn. Open my ears, Lord, to hear you speaking to me. Maybe not physically these ears, but the ears and the eyes of my heart, to know when you're working. And if we can do that, I think we'll see just how near God always is to us. And if we'd ever be tempted to turn to him and say, Lord, where were you when I needed you, when I prayed to you? The answer would come back, closer than you ever imagined. For God never abandons us. He's always there. He answers every prayer that we answer, or that we ask of him. We just need to be tuned in to the way God is responding to our prayers. And when he does respond, let's remember to thank him for answering our prayers, especially if it's an, an answer in the affirmative, that we pray for something and he gives it to us. Say, Lord, thank you for giving me what I looked for. I can tell you one thing, when I knew I was leaving my last parish and it was going to be a very long shot for me to get a third term there, I said, it was pretty obvious to me I'd be going somewhere else. I said, Lord, just send me someplace where I will be doing what you need me to be and where my abilities to serve you will serve the people to the best of my ability and to be serving them well. And I think even just the day I came with, uh, to meet Father Bob, you know, when I first heard I was being assigned here as your pastor, all I had to do was look at the rectory, and I said, thank you, Lord, because I had been in such, I had been such cramped quarters in my last parish, tiny, tiny space. I said, now I can move, now I can breathe. And the people I've met already in just these past two months, I can say, Lord, you answered my prayer. Indeed, you came through for me. And so let us all pray to the Lord today. Lord, Ephata, let our ears and our eyes be open to your word. And may we hear you, follow what you want us to do, 
carry it out, and then sing your praises to everyone we meet. May Jesus Christ be praised, now and forever. Thank you for listening to this week's homily by Father Carrozza. If you enjoyed this homily, please pass the word on to your friends and invite them to listen. For more materials from Father Carrozza, please visit www.fathercarrozza.com.